This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning, Rabbi We continue in Daf Hashavua. So today is Blat Mesech Lechagiga Yid Aleph Amid Aleph. We're going to try to finish the first parak. How's that? And then you have a whole week to Chazer the parak, the first parak. Okay, so Gemara Adakasha. Um, the Gemara, the Gemara wants to know. The Mishnah said, "Meilois are kaharorim hatzulim basara." There are many many mountains of halacha that are dependent on a hair's breadth. So the Gemara had a kasha. What do you mean? Meila is written. Meila is written. So Rava said, "It's coming to teach me a case where if the Balabas realized the last moment that the money that he gave the shliach was hektish." And the shliach didn't know, and the shliach misappropriates it, he uses it for a secular pro- purpose. The shliach is mal. The shliach is mal. Now, why is the shliach mal? Because of Balabas, he terminates the shlichus. He doesn't want the shliach to use the hektish money. And the kash on that is Anya Maika Ovid. What did the poor shliach, Anya Maika Ovid, what did the poor shliach do wrong? And that's why this halacha is uh, like a mountain of halachas that are, are hanging on a hair's breadth. So Ravashi said, what's the kasha? Why is this anything different than someone who unknowingly spends hectish money? Where we know they're mayal. So to the shliach, even though he didn't realize it was hectish, he's mayal. So the Gemara ultimately said that the case of me'ilah is well, that which we learned in the Mishnah. If you take a stone or a beam of hectish, it's not considered me'ilah. But if you give it to your friend, it is me'ilah. But your friend is not Mayal. So the Gemara, the Gemara asked on this uh, Mishnah, either way you took it, why do you have to give it to your friend? Why are you only Mayal if you give it to your friend? So this halacha is like a mountain of halacha that's dependent on a hair's breadth. It's, it's, not, it's not sourced clearly in the Chumash. So now this is where we're up to. What's the question? Maybe the rationale behind this halacha is like what Shmuel said, the Amar Shmuel, Shmuel said, Hacha begizbar, here we're talking about the treasure of Hektish, that it was given to him the stones of the building of the Mikdash. That's what we're talking about. Now a treasurer, everything is already in his Rishus. So when he takes it, nothing is changing, because it was always in his domain. So that's why, if he just takes it, he's not mayo, because it was always in his domain. If he gives it to someone else, he's mayo, because he's transferring the rishos. So why would this be an unclear halacha? This is a very clear halacha. It was always in the rishos of the gizbar until he gave it to somebody else. So this should not be classified as hararin, hatoyim besara. This is a very clear, clearly based halacha. Ella misefa, but rather it's going on the, the latter case. If you build the beam in your house, you're not over on me'ilah. Until you live under it, the value of a pruta. Why would this be? When you built it into your house, you clearly permanently changed the stone, and now it's cemented into your house. So then why does it make a difference whether you lived under it or not? You did a shinoi, and yet doing a shinoi alone does not uh, make it that you're over a mila. So then why does living under it uh, render it mila? Mali dar, mali loidar. 
So why should it make a difference? It must be that this is taka, an example of a halacha, which is not really rooted in the in the in the Torah. This is like a mountain of halacha that's dependent on a hair's breadth. Says the Gemara, no, this is also a very clear halacha. My kosha, what's the question? Dilma lechederav. Maybe it's like Rav said. The Amar Rav, like Rav said, kagon shehinicha al piaruba. You know what the case is? Where you neatly fit the stone into a skylight. So you didn't cement it, so it could always be taken out. So the truth is, you didn't do anything until you actually live under it. So Dilma lechederav, the Amar Rav, kagon shehinicha al piaruba. You put it on a um, skylight. I darve if you live there in. So then you're Avram Ila. Loi darve if you didn't live there. Loi, you're not Avram Ila. So, so, so we don't know yet what is the case of Ila that we say is Kaharorim Hatoyim Basara. Ela Lioilam Kedarava. Really, it's like Rava said. Who is, what did Rava say? Rava said that if the Balabayas remember that it was hektish and the Shliach didn't know and the Shliach uses it for a profane purpose, the Shliach is Oivra Ma'ila. And which he asked, why in the world should the Shliach uh, be Oivra Ma'ila? And then the Gemara says, why not? Why is it any different than somebody who spends the hectish money unknowingly? In other words, the Gemara, the Gemara said, this is not a Chiddush. We all know that if somebody takes money out of their wallet and he unknowingly spends hektish's money, that's me'ilah. So that's why the shliach who didn't know it was hektish is Ibrahim me'ilah. Says the Gemara, Elulaylam Kidarava. Really, it's like Rava said, it's talking about a case where the Balabayas realized that the money that he gave the shliach was hektish and the shliach didn't know. Udakash kashalach, and that which we asked, Midi dahava amoitzimois hektish lechulen, that this should be parallel to someone who spends money of hektish for profane use, which we say is me'ila, says the Gemara, that it's not such a strong analogy. Just because that case is me'ila doesn't necessarily mean the case of the shliach who accepted the money unknowingly, it should be me'ila. Hasam meida yada de'ika zuzi hektish. There, he knows that there's money of hektish. Meaning, when someone spends his, his money and then he realizes, Oy vey, it was hektish, he knows that in his possession is hektish money. He just, is, he just took the wrong money. So, but, but since he knows that he has hektish money in his possession, he needs to be more careful. And if he's not more careful, even though he's a shoigeg, but he's not an oinus, he, there is a certain degree of responsibility that he incurs. Yada, he knows the ikazuzi, the hektish. That there is hektish money, he should have investigated. But over here, does the shliach have any clue that the Balabayas gave him hektish money? Why would the shliach even think so? Man, I give you, go buy me a Coke. Why would you think uh, that I may have had hektish tzedakah money that I may have given you? So he has no reason to have uh, even thought that maybe the Meshalech gave him hektish money, and yet he's still chayev. So this is kaharorin atulim basara. This is like a mountain of halachos that's dependent on a hair's breadth. Okay. Then, the Mishnah said, cases that are yesh lohem amasha yismaychu. But the, the, the first cases of the Mishnah were mikra muat v'halachos merubais. Few psukim and many halachos. Tana, we learned. Negaim, the laws of tzaras, v'ayalos, and the laws of uh, what, what's 
constitutes an oil, mikra muat, v'halachas murvais. A few psukim and many halachas. So the Gemara says, that actually, this is one branch of halacha that there are many of sukkim. You have a whole parsha, Tazriya Metzorah. You know, you have Mikra Muat, you have so many psukkim. Negam Mikra Muat, Negam Mikra Maruva. Negam has many, many psukkim. Who? Amrafapa Hachi Kamar. Negam Mikra Maruva, Alachas Muatais. Negam, there are many psukkim, and not so many halachas outside of the psukkim. Ayalois mikramuad valachas murvais. Ayalois, there are few psukim and many halachas. Umay nafkamina. And what's a nafkamina? There are a lot of psukim, few halachas, few psukim, many halachas, who cares? The nafkamina is imistapko lach milsub and agayim. If you're in doubt about something in Hilchus Saras, ayin bekroy. Look in the verse. Bimistapko lach milsub ayalos. They have a shaila in ayalos. Ayin bimasnisen. Look in the Mishnah. Dinen. Ah. So then the Mishnah said, the following cases have what to rely on. It depends now, what, on the nature of the halakha that you're looking at. Right. Depends on the subject matter. Right. Now, the Mishnah said, dinim have what to rely on. Now, what to rely on sounds like, it's not mamish explicit, but there is very strong substanti- substantiation in the psukim. The Gemara asks, what do you mean this substantiation? It's explicit. It says, affecting uh, uh, the Gemara, it's written explicitly. It's not needed only for a Rabbi. The Tanya Rabbi Oimer, Nefesh Tachas Nefesh. It says like this. Somebody is gay, he's, he's in a fight with his friend and he wanted to punch out Yankel. And Nebuch, he punched out a woman and he killed the woman. So one Tana holds, we're going to kill him. Because he was mechavin lahamis, not this woman or someone else, and he killed. But Rabbi says no, neskavin laragazav laragazav pater. And what's nefesh tachas nefesh mamain? Says the Gemara, atoyim your mamain. Oyeno la nefesh mamish. You can say it's money or only a nefesh. Nemra nesina lamata. It says nesina here in this subject. It says v'nasata nefesh tachas nefesh. And Venemar Nesina Lama says Nesina above. That's talking about a guy who wanted to punch his friend and he punched the woman's fetus and he caused an aborted fetus. And there it says, regarding the value of the Vlad, it says Venasan Beflilim. So just Mala Halan Maman, just like there you're paying the value of the fetus, Afkan Maman. Here too you're paying the woman's value. Now another case where we said has a lot of substantiation is the Avoida. Says Avoida, you have parsha, many parshas that explain it at length. Mikhtav Ksivan, it's written explicitly. Says the Holy Gemara, Lainitzrucha Ella Lehoilechas Hadam. It's not needed only for This means as follows. The Tanya we learned in the Bible of Hikrivu. This is only needed for the laws of Hailacha. What does this mean? Let's see Rashi. 
והקריבו זוכה בלס אדם. אף על פי שולשן הילכה, it says in the b'raisa v'hikrivu, that refers to the Kabbalah. Even though it says it in a lashon of bringing, we know that when you shecht an animal, you shecht it, you accept the blood in a vessel, you bring it to the Mizbeach, and you spritz it on the Mizbeach. The shechita, Kabbalah, Hailacha, Zrika. Now, there's a halacha about Hailacha. Now, do you always need to do Hailacha? No. Because if you shech the animal right near the Mizbeach, so you're mekabal adam, and then you sprinkle it from there. So you may not have to do hailacha. Sometimes hailacha is not needed. So you would think since hailacha is not needed, maybe it doesn't have the same guidelines as the other avodas. So what we're going to learn is, the same way the other avodas, let's say, require the kind to be wearing big day kahuna, and require the kind to be standing, hailacha also has those requirements. How do I know this? Because it says, v'hikrivu. V'hikrivu refers to Kabbalah Sadam. How do I know? Says Rashi, even though the Hikrivu is Lashon of bringing, it refers to receiving. Because it says it after the Shrita. And there can't be Hailacha without Kabbalah. So it says the word Vihikrivu, but it refers to Kabbalah. But the Torah uses the Lashon of Hailacha. How do I know Vihikrivu is a Lashon of Hailacha? The hikriv hakoyen es hakoyel, the koyen will bring close everything. The hikter hamazbecha, and when it says the hikriv, Amar Marzu haylechas evarim lekeves, this refers to bringing the limbs near the ramp. So we know, okay, what's going on over here? We were proving from the pasuk the hikriv hakoyen es hakovik damazbecha that the word the hikriv refers to haylacha, and yet. The Torah, when talking about Kabbalah, calls it Hailacha. Why does the Torah call Kabbalah Hailacha? To teach, lememra, the Hailacha loy safka miklal Kabbalah. That Hailacha is not extricated from the category of Kabbalah Saddam. Meaning, the same way Kabbalah Saddam has specific requirements, Hailacha will have specific requirements as well. Look at Rashi. It says by the Evarim, the innards and the knees, yerchatz v'mayim, v'hikrev ha'koyin esakovik t'ramazbecha, z'uhay leches, evarim la'keves, la'keves, d'ilu haktara v'hedyek siv v'kra, v'hikter ha'mazbecha. The hikrivoy doesn't mean the burning, because it says explicitly. So why does it then refer to the Kabbalah as hoylacha? To teach le'safke m'klal Kabbalah, l'chol dvareha, for all matters. Even though you could be mevatel hoylacha, sometimes you don't have to do hoylacha. Rashi says, You could, if you want, shech near the mezbeach. V'zorek, but heicha doloi bat la'avoidahi, where you're not mevatel, where you're doing it, it's an avoidah. And it will be mefagel the carbon. Meaning if you have an improper thought during hailacha, even though you didn't have to do the hailacha. But if you are doing the hailacha and you have an improper thought, it will render the carbon invalid. And you need a koyin to do hailacha. You need, he has to be doing big day kahuna. And if he's an oinin, he's gonna passel. Or if he's sitting, he's gonna passel. Or if he's uncircumcised, he's gonna passel. Okay. Another branch of hailacha we said is, um, Firmly based, and the Gemara is Taharois. The Gemara says, Mechtav Ksivan. What do you mean? Taharois is written explicitly. 
No, this was only needed to be said. Ela l'shir mikvah. Regarding the measurement of a mikvah. How big is the mikvah? The like siva. Doesn't say anywhere in the Chumash how big a mikvah is. The tanya v'rachatz b'mayim. It says you should wash in water. So we darsh in b'may mikvah. In the water of a mikvah. Es kol b'saroi all your flesh, mayim shekol gufay water that your whole body fits in. V'kamahin, how much water does a person's whole body fit in? Well, how wide is a person? How long is a person? How tall is a person? person is at his widest point, two amais. You have to be a little bit fat to be two amais, because that's like four feet wide. Most people are not. And most, and, Four amas, basically maybe if you stick out your hands. And then how tall is a person? Around six feet tall. Three amas. Excuse me, one ama is two feet. So that's a person is, is uh, excuse me, two feet wide, two feet on the other direction. And then usually six feet tall. So one ama by one ama by three amas, which is 40 sub, by the way. Um, what's mayim shekol gufa What's water that one's whole body is uh, fits in? V'kamahin ama alama berum shalish amos one ama by one ama at a height of three amos. V'shiaru chachamim and the chachamim evaluated may mikvah how much water is the water of mikvah arbaim sa forty sa tameyos tameyos those are also branches of halacha that. Have what to rely on? The Gemara says, "We don't know what to rely on." Mechtav Ksivan, they're written explicitly. No, It's only needed for the halacha of an adasha. What does this mean? That how much of a we know a dead sheretz renders someone tummy. How much of a de, of a carcass of a sheretz will render you tummy? Do you have to touch the entire sheretz? You need a the uh, the length of a lentil. So like Siva, it doesn't say the shear explicitly. The Tanya we learned in Abraisa. One Pasuk says, Bohem, Lachem Bohem, Bohem implies you have to touch the whole thing. So the Abraisa says, Yachal Bechulan, I would think you have to touch the whole thing. Talmud Loimar, therefore the next Pasuk says, Mayhem. It says, Bechal Mayhem, which implies, you only have to touch part of the shards, even a small part. I would think even if you touch a tiny bit, no, bohem, you have to touch the whole thing. Oh, the whole thing? Mayhem. So is, do you have to touch the whole thing or only part? So that means there's a minimum shear, that, that minimum shear will be construed as if you touch the whole thing. Until you touch part, which is like the whole thing. How much is part, which is like the whole thing? The chachamim evaluate that if you touch a lentil size, that's like the whole thing. Why? Where do they do this amount? Why? Why should a lentil be like the whole thing? It's not. There's a swara. A weasel. It's a type of sharetz. When it's a little baby, is the size of a lentil. So we see an entirety of a sheretz could be measured up in the shear of an adasha. Rabbi Yosi Bar Yehuda no, that's not the shear. It's not a kadasha. It's kizan of halata, like a lizard's tail. 
why a lizard's tail? Because even if you cut off a lizard's tail, it'll still move around. So that means so that, that means it's a separate entity. And that's the size, that's the size of how much of a sheritz you have to touch to render you tummy. Let's finish the parak, huh? Then we can make a siyum parak. We could go to MetLife Stadium. We could give out warmers. Okay. Arayos. Could get a good deal. Probably a very good deal. Okay. Arayos. So says, Arayos? It's not, it's not that, they don't have what to rely on. It's explicit. Mikhtav Ksivan. No. Leinitzrucha Ella. Leinitzrucha Levitoi Meanusasai. Deleg Siva. The daughter of the woman that you rape doesn't say anywhere that she's an erva to you. So she's not your wife's daughter. She's the daughter of someone who you coerced. First of all, how do you know she's an erva? And how do you know there's chayiv sreifa? The Amar Rava, Rava said, Amarli Rabbi Yitzchak Baravdimi, Asya, Heina, Heina, Asya, Zima, Zima. We make Xer Shava, Heina, Heina. We make Xer Shava, Zima, Zima. What's Heina, Heina? It says, Ervas, Isha, Uvita, Lois Sigale, Esbas, Bena, the Esbas Vita, Lois Sikach, Legales, Ervasa, Shara, Hina, Zimahi. We know by your wife, not only your wife's daughter, your wife's granddaughter is also an Erva to you. Then we have a Pasuk, Ervas, Bas, Bincha, your granddaughter, your son's daughter, your daughter's daughter, Heina. So we say it like this. This second post is not talking about your wife's granddaughter. It's your granddaughter. So we say, just like by your wife's granddaughter, not only is it her granddaughter, but it's her daughter also. So too by your relative, it's not only your granddaughter, it's your daughter also. So the kasha so just what do we need Xer Shava for? Just make Xer uh That if you can't live with the granddaughter of the woman, you rape certainly with the daughter. The answer is we know Ain Mashir and Minadin, Ain Oinshin Minadin. You can't warn someone or punish someone from a Kavachimer. Now, that's how I learn out um Heina Heina. And what about Srefa? That I learn out Zima Zima. It says, Rashi says, by Nesuin, Sha'ara, Heina, Zimahi. And it says by an Anusa, Ki Arvascha. It says Zima by Nesuin. And it says by Oinsen, Oh, one second. But, but, so, it says what? We know, once we learn out Anusa, Rashi says from Nasua, by Nasua it says Zima, just like it says by Anusa, and it says Srefa, where? Isha Shayikach as Isha, Vies Ima Zima Hiba Eshisroifu. So it says Zima by Nasuan. And it says, Zima by Ervas Isha Uvita. So it gets, it gets the Srefa over to your wife's granddaughter. And then we bring the Srefa over to your granddaughter through the original Hena Hena. Okay, so 
Basically, this is what it means, that they have what to rely on, even though most arayas are said explicitly, but this detail of the daughter of your Anusa is not said explicitly. You have to learn out from the double Gzair Shava. So that's why we say it has what to rely on. And then finally, the Mishnah said that these halachos that have what to rely on Hain hain gufei Torah. That's the main body of the Torah. As if the things that don't have explicit scriptural source is not the main body of the Torah. But it's all the Torah. The Gemara says, Hani in hanachloi. Only that which has strong scriptural uh, basis in the Chumash is the gufei Torah, the Torah itself, and the rest is not. Ela but rather say, Hain vehain gufei Torah. It's all the main body of the Torah. All the above cases, whether they have strong scriptural source or if they have flimsy scriptural source, it's all Torah, Moshe Kibbal Tarmisina. There's no difference. One is not more Torah than the other. Hadrin Allah Hakol Chayovin. Shkayach. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.